0: Kowalski. Here we are again. <laughs>
1: Here we are again, my little friend. I say little, it's because I'm looking at you in a tiny little three-inch box on my screen. I've never met you in real life, but I'm sure you're much larger in real life than, than I, I know you as on this I, show. I, w- I wish I wasn't as large as I am, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I hear where you're coming from. Let's move on. Right. Uh, big day in the world of far right and propaganda. This is what this show does. It's uncovered. Ron, it's the 25th show today. 25 episodes really? of, of this show. I know. It super fast isn't it um and so we we uncover the MAGA propaganda that's what we do here don't we do we get a bonus for the 25th episode you get a bonus yeah i do yeah great yeah you get you you get a a a bright yellow uh kind of fred perry style shirt oh i see it already arrived there we are um Okay, we first, before we kind of get on, we've got lots to talk about. Obviously, Trump quoting Hitler in his speeches is a big thing I want to talk about a little bit later. I want to talk about uh, also um, Jenna Ellis ratting out Donald Trump in her testimony that kind of got leaked, the video got leaked. So we'll look at all that. But first, let's just update everybody on the motion for mistrial that Donald Trump's team filed yep. in the New York civil fraud case. Uh, it's based on another unethical attack on judging Goran's law clerk by name and a photo in this blatant violation of the gag order
0: why is he not in prison <laughs> what's happening ron you know I, i've been a trial lawyer for 3 decades done over 300 jury trials been in a courtroom every day and you know any any trial lawyer, any lawyer who any litigator is going to tell you that there you you size up the judge that you're in front of yeah and you adjust accordingly Some judges are real hard asses and they'll ride you and you don't, you don't step out of line. You don't make a mistake or they're going to call you on it. Other judges, you, you kind of test them. You see what you can get away with and then you try and get away with a little more and a little more. And, and it it was pretty clear for me watching judge Egneron and paying attention to this trial that, you know, he's somebody that doesn't control his courtroom all that well and, and isn't very intimidating To the litigants, and so they're they're riding roughshod over him right now. I mean, they really are. And and this motion for mistrial, I mean, yes, I mean they have a right to file it because they're preserving their record for appeal, and that's what they have to do to file this to be able to do an appeal after the case is over. So I understand the argument that hey, this is our grounds for the mistrial. We have to include this, but they went way above and beyond what was necessary to preserve the record in doxing her. And, and personally attacking her and putting photos in a lot of that stuff was completely unnecessary. And um, they could have, if they had any courtesy, alerted the judge to it and given an opportunity to have this filed under seal. They didn't do that. They filed it openly so everybody could get it. So it was typical. And, and this should be a lesson to the other judges in the other cases that if they give the Trump legal team an inch, they're going to drive a truck through it. They're go- yeah. They're going to they're going to take a mile. They're going to do what so. So it's very important, I think, for every judge to kind of learn from what's happening in Judge Ingeron's courtroom.
1: Because Trump was posting pictures of Judge Ingeron stripped to the waist, showing his body mass index pre and post pandemic kind of muscle workout. I'll be honest. I personally think if you are a judge in the judiciary, you do not post pictures at any time of year of yourself with your boobs out you just don't it, it you are a serious person and you have to maintain a public face and it's the same with letitia james you know she was sitting there smirking i i and and these posts of her like hanging out with people being like we're gonna get him we're gonna get trump you know sh- she has a very responsible role in public office she shouldn't be behaving like that it is it, like a, a american the kind of legal system and the judiciary is it just not a serious place because I said to you last week the judiciary that I have come from in in the UK is terrifying they they wear wigs and gowns and they never smile
0: well I think in a lot of, a lot of judges it is like that it's just you know uh, I don't know why we keep running into this in the case of Trump and and then you know you have you have the let's not forget the the grand jury the four person of the grand jury in yeah. Bolton went on CNN and gave some bizarre interviews Uh, Fannie Willis, the DA in Fulton County, is doing a big fundraiser in D.C. this weekend. I mean, you don't typically see an Atlanta district attorney doing a D.C. fundraiser where there's going to be a bunch of high-powered Democratic donors there. Right. I mean, all of this stuff is a bad look. I I agree. I, I don't get it. But it's also the reason
1: why, in my view, and I maintain my view, that Trump will get off because all of these mistakes, in my view, mistakes will add to his to his case, and he will clip videos of everything, and he'll present it as evidence. And he's now saying that you know, Ngoran is effectively you know biased
0: against him, and and he's going to run with that. Well, I've always said this about Trump. Trump's superpower is identifying weaknesses in, in other people and figuring out how to exploit those weaknesses. Yeah. And that's what he's doing. I mean, that's what he's doing with these with each of these people. Is he's they're probing the Trump team is constantly probing and looking for some dirt, anything that they can find that they can use against these people. And unfortunately, these people are are handing them dirt. Yeah. You know, they they just they don't, I think they don't get it. Maybe they've never been under this level of scrutiny before in their lives, and they just don't understand what they're dealing with when they're dealing right. with team Trump. They think the will hold up. machine, yeah, yeah. And that's
1: why people like Alina Haber, you know, we, we, we laugh at her because we don't think she's up to it. But actually, this kind of MAGA tunnel vision means that she and her people will see things that other people don't. And that, that kind of very extreme and, and quite abusive
0: view of the world is going to help them make their case because there's no guard. There's no civility with them. There's no guardrails. So so I think a normal person would think, well, they won't try and use this against me. You know, like, like you said, judging You know, posting on Instagram, maybe a a shirtless photo, but you know, we've seen them do that to Biden when he's at the beach. I mean, they are, they are ruthless and you, you just can't give them anything to go at you with. He's going to get off. I'm telling you,
1: he's going to, he's going to get, it's
0: Jack Smith is the only person
1: that that seems to be holding, he's, you
0: know, holding his own in all of these cases. Well, he's, he's showing how to do it. He's not talking to the press. He goes out, he'll read a statement and he leaves, you know, he, 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 there's no leaks coming out of his, his shop. And uh, yeah, he's giving the lesson in how to do this the right way. I think the judge in Georgia has been excellent. Uh, Scott McAfee has been very good. He was good today. I watched the hearing today uh, um, online. Uh, And I think Judge Chutkan has been good. I mean, Cannon's been terrible just in terms of bias, but not much is coming out of her office. So yeah, it just seems to be this problem, mostly in New York.
1: It's so interesting to me because, you know, Trump is a slippery creature. And we said about, do you remember we said about Robert Mueller when the Mueller report was, you know, happening? Mueller's amazing. You never see him. He doesn't come out and say anything. There are no leaks out of the office. He's going to nail him with the Russia report, right? And then, of course, it comes out. And a few hours before it comes out, Bill Barr gets up, paraphrases it, rewrites the narrative, and then Trump effectively gets off. No collusion. And and again, yeah, no collusion. And yet again, you know, that was a moment, I think, in political history where we were like, this is the thing that's going to get Trump, you know, colluding with the Russians. Of course, he was, you know, he was totally guilty. It was all in the pages of the report, but not as the attorney general at the time presented it. And so there are so many tactics for wriggling out of these types of crimes, and I don't know that the American justice system is is watertight enough.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, it's not. But the one thing I will disagree with you on, and I think you make very good points, but I I, I don't think it's going to get him off. You know, criminally. I think I think what he's doing is very effective at delaying things and creating a mess and politically it helps him uh some of these things but ultimately in the end i just don't think it's going to help him with the criminal charges but we I will- think
1: this program is more interesting because we disagree right <laughs> Can you can you imagine if we just agreed the whole time? Oh, that yeah, I I watch a lot of right-wing
0: shows where that is the case. <laughs>
1: right, yeah. exactly. Okay, let's talk about the uh, government shutdown that has been averted at the 11th hour, yet again, you know, leaving it to the mm-hmm. last minute. I've always said to me, a government shutdown is a completely, or well, the theater surrounding it is a completely pointless exercise because, you know, the government is the government, no matter who's in control, you have to fund the government. And this whole kind of toing and froing, it's just theater. you know it's just a, it's just a performative exercise to score political points. This time though, the man of the moment, who is of course the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, he has brought in Democrats to get the votes to be able to get this through, and actually the very far right of the party that we thought he was very much a part of have, have deserted him and this vote.
0: Yeah, the whole issue that they had allegedly with Kevin McCarthy, and I don't think it really was the issue, but this was the excuse they gave, yeah, was the fact that he passed a clean CR. Uh and and that was what and with the help of Democratic votes, virtually the same number of votes they got this time. And and so for the exact same thing that they claimed they needed to get rid of McCarthy for, now Johnson has done. And and Johnson has done it. With some promises being made that you know he's going to clean it up with appropriations later, but one of those thing clean up jobs was supposed to happen this morning, and it and it didn't pass. So yeah. it's a mess, and I I've really been monitoring MAGA reaction and and Republican far right reaction to to this, and um, you know we've seen it hasn't been good. You know, it, it, I think that they're they're giving him a few chances. They they want to believe in this guy. They don't want another bloody battle over the speaker but I think that they're quickly becoming disillusioned with Mike Johnson
1: yeah and I think that Mike Johnson because there's been so much criticism of him especially for his extreme faith and all of this stuff I felt like maybe he needed to just play the game a little bit in the first instance this is like the first major event that he's had to deal with and I felt like maybe he just wants to kind of root himself a little bit and if that means doing a deal to get something done most of the country he obviously wants people to like him and most of the country are going to be relieved that this deal has been done to avert the shutdown
0: yeah i mean he dug in on the aid package to israel and ukraine which is and then you know he just adjourned the house today That's until right. after thanksgiving we go so- home you know so on i guess maybe he got some uh bonus points with the far right by doing that by putting the poison pill in the aid package uh it's really pissed off a lot of the republicans in the senate yeah. that he did that but but i guess that kind of insulated him a little bit against the criticism of the cr but but i think over this break the criticism is going to get progressively worse once the 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 MAGA ecosystem podcast universe the Charlie Kirk's, the Ben Shapiro's the Steve Bannon's all these people start piling on on this deal I think it, I think it's going to get worse and when Johnson returns to town after Thanksgiving the mood is going to be a little bit different than it is today interesting
1: okay let's see a few clips of reaction to you know from Republicans a reaction to how the vote
2: went. Hi, folks. I just walked off of the House floor and unfortunately we had a bad day for America today. I watched 149 Republicans join 165 Democrats to add an additional four trillion dollars to the national debt. This is an insult to the American people.
1: Uh, That's
0: Matt Rosendale. He ain't happy about it. Yeah, well, you know, he's wants to run for Senate in Montana. And so he's, you know, appealing to the base there. Rosendale is also one of the leaders with Gates of the people who ousted McCarthy. So the fact that he's saying things like this has to concern Johnson a little bit. Here's one from Chip Roy. $0.6 trillion spending level at the Pelosi spending
1: level, the Pelosi spending policies and, and priorities, and that's what this is doing. We have Republicans who violently opposed that bill a year ago, the omnibus bill last December, who are now trying to say that we need to continue that. Again, that's precisely what was put down on sat- on Saturday, that October 1st, that then resulted in the motion to vacate against
0: Kevin that following Tuesday, and here we are, we're doing the same thing. Doing the
1: same thing over again.
0: You know, that clip yesterday, and then an even better clip that I posted today from Roy he's laying down some truth bombs, which is, which is refreshing. I mean, I love it. He's he's basically making campaign commercials for the Democrats. Uh, you know, uh, so what he said there is absolutely correct, which is Nancy Pelosi completely out them last December, you know, knowing that she's on her way out, that they lost the majority in the house. She passes the omnibus spending bill through this year, this whole year, which basically, forces the Republicans to continue to either do CRs or shut down the government or pass new appropriations bills, which they haven't been able to do. So she really, if you want to trace back the origins of like McCarthy getting ousted as speaker and all these problems that they're having, really, it was Nancy Pelosi who, who laid these traps for them. And now they're they're stepping in the in the bear traps, (laughs) you know, and and these these were all put there by her. So he's saying that. And then today he went on a rant where he basically said we're adjourning for Thanksgiving. He's like, I challenge one Republican member of Congress to come up here and say one thing that we have accomplished this year. One one significant thing that we passed that made it through the House and the Senate. He's like, because there's nothing. And he's right. Um, so it's so
1: refreshing isn't it to hear a republican like speaking the truth you know and not and not having this kind of faux outrage and performative aspect to their to their presentations and um that video that you posted of him saying that was so impassioned i retweeted it was really really interesting okay let's uh, move on to kevin mccarthy of course it was mentioned that you know the whole point of getting rid of Kevin McCarthy has is null and void now Now that uh, the, the, the new speaker is behaving in exactly the same way. But Kevin McCarthy's in trouble for something else this week. Uh, just explain, before I show the clip of Kevin McCarthy backtracking and, and lying through his teeth, well, that's certainly what it looks like to me. He just elbowed someone in the back, didn't he?
0: Yeah, and what really wasn't reported was what brought this on. What what brought this on was, um, let's see, who is the Tim Burchett? Yeah, Tim Burchett. No, yeah. Tim Burchett, it's kind of a wimpy, soft-spoken guy, Tennessee or Kentucky. I think he's Tennessee. Yeah. And uh, same thing. And uh, <laughs> and so he gave a speech at the D.C. Young Republicans Club on Sunday, the day before, where he just ripped McCarthy. And apparently, that word got back to McCarthy because the next morning he sees Burchin in the hallway and he assaults him. You know, he elbows him in the kidneys. And and as we know from Adam Kinzinger's book, this is a thing that McCarthy does. You know, he he's like that kid in the playground who will come up behind you and punch you and run away. I mean, that's what he does. And and he he's got his full security detail with all of his boys, and so he you know he physically tries to intimidate. Uh, Birchett, who's who's not not a tough guy at all by any means. Um, so, you know, the other interesting part about this before you play this clip is Birchett came out this morning and went on Newsmax and really said some wild things about McCarthy, uh, alluded to the fact that Nancy Mace has information about his extramarital affairs. Uh, what else? Said that he thinks that McCarthy is going to leave Congress at the end of the year and become a lobbyist. Uh, He just he went on Newsmax and just I posted a a story about it and just flamed him on a number of things. He said he's praying for him. Uh, He said his wife told him McCarthy's like a 12 year old with a big checkbook. I mean, this is not getting any better as time goes on.
1: But this doubles down on my theory about people in, in public roles who just lack seriousness. And there is a general lack of seriousness across the board from the judiciary and attorneys general through to through to you know, members of the of the House, Congress and of the Senate. I mean, Burchett was actually being interviewed when this happened, and he said that it felt like he'd been elbowed in the kidneys, like a proper, you know, a sucker punch to the kidneys. Here's Kevin McCarthy denying it. A
2: reporter was interviewing Burchett or something. I guess our shoulders hit because Bertrand runs up to me and says, "I didn't know what he was talking about." Somebody first asked me, "I did not run and hit the guy. I did not kidney punch him. I did not shoot anything like that." You didn't shoot him. No, I, we were walking through. You you were at HC five, right? You guys line up along the way there. It was Bruce Wester and I walking out. He must have been interviewing someone. I didn't know it was him or something. I guess our elbows hit as I walked by. I didn't punch anybody. But yeah, well, he. I guess it happened because when I was walking back further. I don't Somebody was interviewing me or talking to me, and he comes running up, like, "Why, why, why did you hit me or something like that?" I said, "I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't even know something transpired." But reporters you witnessed that said it looked like you. Yeah. there's plenty of room for you to walk, and that you intentionally hit him. There is okay. not a place. Show me a reporter who saw that. Ask Call Bruce 000, Westerman. Okay, well, ask Bruce happened. Westerman. No, I did not go up. If I hit, if I would hit somebody, they would know I did. He said that's he knew he said he said, said, he, said, he said he said he was in pain that you hit him oh, so hard. Come in the on now. That's what oh, he said. Okay. Oh. That, that's far from. <laughs> <laughs> Congressman, Gays. Congressman,
3: Congressman Kinsinger wrote that you pushed him twice while he was in Congress in the chamber. When have I pushed him? Kinsinger said he was in the back railing once, and you elbowed him and pushed she him. You said and then Gates. Kinsinger. Oh no, I
2: don't know. I don't know about Kinsinger.
3: Congressman
2: Gates, though, is filing or uh, submitting a complaint to the Ethics Committee over oh, really? this this issue. Do you have any response to Congressman Gates? No, I, I think ethics is a good place for Gates to be. Can I ask <laughs> so, you I mean, about... It
1: virtually- yeah, it's funny, isn't it, that Matt Gates is the one who's going to refer it to the, uh, you know, for, for further investigation. I mean, they just the seem... ethics. More- <laughs> <laughs> right. A, a bunch of kids... I mean, in fact, that, oh, you know, Kinzinger said you pushed him twice. And it's like, well, I don't know anything about that. I mean, literally, like, if you have a radar for people who are backpedaling, covering their tracks, trying to wriggle out of a situation, your alarms were definitely going off during that.
0: You know, I went to uh, interrogator school when I was in the Marines, um, and it was taught by, by the Brits and um, uh, British interrogators. Uh, and... um uh, it was called their joint services interrogation wing and they taught you how to look for clue body clues about when someone's lying and you know that clip right there like every clue is present you know (laughs) and the one the one thing with mccarthy is his voice always goes really high when he's lying and he kept doing that there you know and he does all he does the whole backing up and It's just he's just a habitual liar. And really, this is why he was ousted. It it really isn't because of the clean CR that he passed back in the summer. That's not that was the excuse. The real reason is he's just not well liked by a lot of people because he's a dishonest person. He lies to his colleagues. It's one thing to go out and lie about Democrats or lie in the media or lie about an issue. But he lies to his colleagues that he's supposed to be working with on his own team. And that you cannot do if you wanna be a leader. And we've
1: seen his aggression when he was trying to get voted in a speaker, 15 rounds of voting, of course. At one point we saw him like kind of go, you know, go for some, like, there was, there was this vitriol there. It just proves to me that there a lot a of, of these Republican guys, they're just yeah. the machismo aspect
0: again there's just not serious people well let's not forget i mean mike rogers from alabama had to be physically restrained from choking out matt gates yeah they almost knocked his wig off his head and that would have been on national television yeah i mean uh this it's like the first thing they do is resort to violence
1: Let's stay on the subject of violence in the uh, in the Senate and in the House because we have a couple more guys. The uh, Democrat uh, representative Jared, Mo- uh, Jared Moskowitz, he uh, got into a tense exchange with the House Oversight Chairman James Comer over uh, the latter's probe into the Biden family's business affairs. I mean, this kind of got so heated that Comer, who, as we know, is a... I mean, he's been looking for evidence for two years and has found nothing, and then his star witness ended up being investigated himself. I mean, the guy is a mess. I'll just show this clip, and then you can explain how this all came about.
2: But you and Goldman, who is Mr. Trust Fund, continue to try to... Reclaiming my time. No, I'm not going to give you your time back. We can stop the clock. you all continue to, you look like a smurf here, just going around and all this stuff. Now listen. Mr. Chairman, you no, no, have, I'm you, tell you no, no something. hold on. If we're, you if we're not on time, we can just, disinformation. You, you have you discount, gone on TV and said the discount, president did something illegal. You you're doing stuff with your brother. The American
3: people
0: have the same questions. Why should, they believe, Why should they believe you? Why should
2: they believe you? Why should they believe you? There's, you there's a different rule for you the president. There's a different rule for you. Why should they believe what you're saying,
0: Mr. Chairman? Why? You go on Fox News and say loans you and deals Fox are a way News. to evade taxes. We don't know that's what you're doing or not. We don't know. We have no idea. We're supposed to take your word for it. But when the president well, you've says you've already something, been proven a liar,
2: Mr. Moskowitz. What's that? You've already been proven a liar. Today. Who's proven me a liar? You? Yes. Your word means well, come nothing, come Mr. A, Chairman. Go, go to my hometown. There's a camera crew there today, an opposition research crew there today. Mr. To Chairman, this, people, seems to have gotten your, this seems to have gotten under
0: your skin. I'll I pay mean, for your I, ticket. I, I, I think the American people have lots of questions, Mr. Chairman, and perhaps you should sit
2: maybe for a deposition. I, would, we can I will be questions. happy.
1: So th- this run is about double standards, isn't it? Because, and weirdly, in both cases, the Biden family and in the case of James Comer, it, it was around $200,000 was floating around.
0: You know, I was just looking, looking up while you were playing that clip, the members of the House Oversight Committee, because it's we've talked about this before. It's it's such a ridiculous mismatch mismatch of talent on this committee between the Democrats and the Republicans. I mean, here you have a, a freshman member, Moskowitz, who's brand new. He's been in Congress less than a year and he is just schooling Comer, who's the chair of the Oversight Committee. I mean, you would never typically see uh, a new member even dare to take on a chairman like that, but he's running circles around him and getting under his skin. Um, So I look at who's on this committee for the, for the Republicans. You got Comer, you got Jim Jordan, you got Gosar, Virginia Fox, Clay Higgins, Andy Biggs, a bunch of clowns. And, you know, who's matched up against them? Raskin, you know, Moskowitz, uh, we could go on and on. Um, Goldman right down, down the line, Katie Porter. I mean, it's not, it's not even close as far as the, uh, the talent and ability. And so it's so easy for them to needle him and get under his skin. I don't know that this, this, the reporting on this was done by Roger Sollenberger. And if you really want to read it with daily beast, if you really want to read about Comer's business deals, go to Roger uh but Roger's also the one who did the who broke the story about Mike Johnson's financials. So right. the lesson here is if they want to go after Democrats with all these innuendos and shady financial stuff, the second you turn the fire hose on them and say, "Well, let's look at your stuff. Look what happens."
1: Do you get frustrated like I do at the kind of lack of intelligent debate? Like the the quality of debate across the board is it's it's because invariably the republicans just bring it down to such a, a base level that you know we should be watching the you know our, our political system capitol hill we should be watching really intelligent analytical and critical uh, analysis and when we we get none of that we just get like babies fighting screaming throwing stuff at each other elbowing them in the kidneys. I mean, I'm going to show another clip in a minute of of, of of someone threatening to actually physically fight someone in the Senate. I mean,
0: does it frustrate you like it frustrates me? Well, it, it, it first of all, my job is to make the Republicans look bad. So, no, the answer to that question is, no, it does not frustrate me because they give me a lot of material to wreck them. Yeah. Uh, And Democrats are not doing this. And so it would frustrate me more if my own team was doing this, but they're not. Um, But I will tell you one person who echoed your sentiments last night was Bernie Sanders. You know, Bernie Sanders was very upset, mostly at the press, uh, because he had this very serious hearing Um, in the hearing yesterday. And we're going to get to it in a second. But I mean, the hearing was about how unions benefit workers everyday lives, their wages, their benefits, and and showing the track record of how that happens. So it was a very serious, important hearing. What what Bernie was upset about was, of course, the only thing that got covered out of that hearing was Mark Wayne Mullen challenging the president of Teamsters Union to a fist fight. I mean, you know, I get it. I get it where Bernie just was upset. He had this big hearing and he spent a lot of time putting it together. And it was very important and very important to him. And the message got stepped on by Republican Clown Show. Here's the clip.
4: like he's self-made, sir. I wish he was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company. Myself and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown, fraud, always has been, always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy sir this is a time this is a place you want to run your mouth we can be two consenting adults we can finish it here
2: okay that's fine perfect
4: you want to do it now i'd love to do it right now well stand your butt up then you stand your butt up oh hold on Big oh hold, stop it is that all your right. solution every problem. no no sit down sorry, you're sit down okay you know okay, you're okay, a united states okay. saturday Actually, oh, okay, okay sit down please all right let's can let's i respond Mr. hold Shem- it hold it if oh, we can No, I have the mic. Said. I'm
1: sorry. This is Hold what he in. said. You'll have your time. OK. Can, can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. So this is Senator Mark Wayne Mullen of Oklahoma challenging Sean O'Brien, the president of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, to stand your butt up and settle long-standing differences right there in the room.
0: Ron, he even started taking his ring off because he wanted to lamp him. You know, I'm not really one to talk about fashion but you know the belt that mullen was wearing was like 1995 belt by the way well maybe that was his best year (laughs) so (laughs) i haven't seen one of those belts since the 90s but um you know the origin of this was was that um the mullen was owned his family business was a trucking company and he mentioned a plumbing company first of all his parents set him up and funded that he took over his parents business so he was critic critical of the uaw strike and talking about his time as a teamster and running and so the the president of the teamsters union who was there months ago posted a a tweet saying you know you claim you're self-made you're not self-made your your parents set you up in business you took over your parents business stop claiming you were up by the bootstraps yourself but i think what really set Mullen off was he also put the Teamsters guy also posted a picture of Mullen standing on a box during when he was debating his primary opponent when he ran for Senate, because Mullen's very short. So, you know, he was standing on a box behind the podium to make him look taller. So that was somewhat amusing. Um, and I think that that's what really upset Mullen more than anything. But, you know, yeah, I mean, then then by the way, Mullen um, you know, has made it much worse. He continues to double down on it and uh i posted a clip this morning where he was bragging about how when he gets in fights he will bite people and he doesn't care what body part he bites he'll bite wherever he needs to to win a fight mullen was also a former ufc fighter supposedly i don't know i don't think professionally but you know so this is the maga brand you know this is the brand uh, we're seeing it. It's it's. Hey, you know what? I don't like you know. I don't like what you said about me. Let's have a fist fight here on the floor of the Senate. And what he's talking about also is, hey, he also said today, this is no big deal. Uh, you know, we had canings on the floor back in the 1840s of the Senate, and people used. We had. Um, uh, he 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 cited Andrew Jackson, who challenged people to duels back in the 1830s, and said, hey, you know, this has been done before.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I'm all for regular people being representatives right i do actually think that's important rather than career politicians you know to have someone with a family plumbing business great but you need an element of decorum and seriousness in order to do your work and yet again we're going back to i mean i think part of the problem is men you know it's 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 just if if it was only women allowed and and no boys so much more would get done (laughs) right the, the the level of intelligence and critical thinking would be that much higher. It's these
0: damn boys and their testosterone that, that yeah, is just... These are, the, these are the times that women, you know, laugh at us. Yeah. Go, you know, why do you get and, so... And quite or, right uh, too.
1: <laughs> um, listen, we have to take a quick pause for our sponsor, but I, I want to come back and uh, talk about Jenna Ellis and also Donald Trump, who is directly quoting Adolf Hitler in his speeches now. That's next here on Uncovered. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Maid's bedsheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Maid uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding, so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA, Miracle Made Sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long, so you get a better night's sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odours. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than sheets used by some five-star hotels. Miracle sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, friends or family who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious Feeling bed sheets, and since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one just in time for the holidays. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with miracle. Go to TryMiracle.com slash Uncovered to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40 percent. And if you use our promo code Uncovered at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20 percent. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100 percent satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to slash uncovered and use the code UNCOVERED to claim your free three piece towel set and save over 40% off. That's slash uncovered to treat yourself, a friend, or a loved one this holiday season. We love those sheets, don't we, Ron? Big fans. Um, Okay, welcome back to Uncovered. He's Ron Filipkowski. I'm Anthony Davis. Uh, Donald Trump is, as we know, um, very much on the ropes, to to coin a a boxing phrase. And uh, I want to talk about his speeches in just a moment. But first, let's talk about Jenna Ellis, who was until recently, you know, one of these lawyers who was looking into election interference and everything else. And she was very much a part of the big lie well, she, along with two other of his um, lawyers, has now flipped. How did this video of her ratting out Donald Trump? How did that kind of surface?
0: You know, I, I feel like today's show we could do like an entire show on each clip. Like we just could pull one clip and do a yeah. whole. There's so much, you know. So I'm watched. So so what happens is these clips get leaked. There was a couple of them: Sidney Powell, Jenna Ellis. I think one or two others. Got leaked to the press. Nobody knew who did it. Of course, Republicans are accusing Fannie Willis of doing it for publicity or whatever. Uh, nobody, nobody really knew. There was some speculation it was Harrison Floyd's lawyer uh, who did it. Uh, so they have a hearing. They had a hearing today, which I watched, uh, which um, which was about whether uh, for a protective order. They they wanted the judge to order that from now on, if anybody leaked anything to the media. Uh, proffer-wise, uh, there would be sanctions. They could go to jail. They could be fined. They could be disbarred. Uh, so that w- that's what the hearing was today. And basically, he was going to each attorney. Every attorney was there for each defendant. Um, and he was asking each one of them if they objected. And they all said no. And they said no. And then and they came to Harrison Floyd's attorney. And he's like, look, I, this was in the press that I leaked. it. I didn't leak this. I didn't do it. You know." So so they go through And then they get to misty uh i forgot her last name's lawyer and he goes look he goes i just i just want to admit something because i feel bad that somebody else is getting accused of this i'm the one who leaked the tapes (laughs) (laughs) and i was like fell out of my chair like wow you know i mean this guy i mean maybe he figured he was going to get busted you know so he better come clean you know and he basically just said look i i think i have a right to do it public has a right to know judge um Uh, I think I can release whatever I want. And and so the judge is like, well, I don't really agree with you about that. So um, so that's how it got leaked. Um, I guess he thought that it would help his client. His client is the one that's directly connected to Sidney Powell. So I guess he figured somehow that was going to help his client. But but the other thing about this is it really has hurt Jenna Ellis big time because you know, she raised all this money from MAGA, then she took the plea deal, but then she was still out there claiming, well, you know, I really didn't, I really didn't say anything against Trump. And then this gets leaked and, and she's burying Trump with this comment. Um, And, and by the way, you know, the person that she's claiming told her, this is Dan Scavino. Dan Scavino was Trump's golf caddy for years, (laughs) who is now his social media director. So this is a guy who's like, Literally his whole life is just like hanging around Trump and doing whatever Trump wants. So he's the one who supposedly told Jenna this, which which now brings him into the case as a witness. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure he's he's very happy about.
1: Well, he he would be a linchpin for a lot of this stuff. But much of this centers he around talk. He, he will talk.
0: not talk. Right. You know, that this guy's like Luca Brazzi from The Godfather. He'll take a bullet for Trump. Yeah. You know. So so I was going to say that
1: much of this hinges around whether Trump knew that he'd lost the election and decided to contest it anyway, but also the fact that he never planned on leaving the White House. And so that peaceful transfer of power that is very much, you know, baked into into the, the rules of, of an election, he planned to ignore from the very beginning. And this is proof of that. Here she is.
4: OK.
0: And uh, at the time... Uh, period where that we're going to start to discuss what was uh, Dan Scavino's role
3: at the time. I believe his title was social media director for the White House. It became deputy chief of staff um, at the time that the conversation in question took place.
0: Okay, and when was that?
3: The conversation was around December nineteenth of twenty twenty uh, at the White House Christmas party. And I uh, emphasized to him. I thought that the um, the the claims and the ability to challenge. Uh, The election results was essentially over because he said um, to me in a kind of excited tone, well, we don't care and we're not going to leave. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, the boss, meaning President Trump and everyone understood the boss. um, That's what we all called him. Um, He said, the boss uh, is not going to leave under any circumstances. We are just going to stay in power. And I said to him, well, it doesn't quite work that way, you realize. And he said, we don't care.
1: Ron, I have a new phrase which I'm hoping will catch on uh, in this new election cycle leading up to next November, and that is democracy or dictatorship. You choose. You want a democracy, you vote for Joe Biden. You want a dictatorship, you vote for Donald Trump. Because not leaving the White House, refusing to transfer the power, is totalitarianism. It is the authoritarian dictator. That is what he wants to be. That is who he thinks he is. And that is how he's going to run the next presidency. So it's a simple choice, the two
0: Ds. And I think that that was his plan. And, and I think that had people like Mark Milley and, you know, the acting attorney general and the acting secretary of defense, uh, Chris Miller, and, and, you know, all of these other, the White House counsel, if they were willing to go along with that, I think he he would have tried something like that, a forcible military coup but what happened is he was alone it was just him and his henchmen i mean all of those people abandoned him at crunch time and so he it wasn't like he left voluntarily he was forced to leave you know the other thing i'll say is this i've said this for a few years now is that the other thing donald trump is there's all these people running around like cash patel and dan scavino people like that who have these incredible title titles And it aggravates me because when they go on TV shows, Rick Grinnell would be another one. You always hear, you know, the former deputy national security advisor to the president. And and these people are flunkies. These, These people were elevated to places and have things on their resume that they absolutely do not deserve. And what we just heard right there was that Trump's former golf caddy was the deputy White House chief of staff. Only Donald Trump would do that
1: right and and quite the difference to someone like John Kelly who you know previously held the 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 top job there who's another person who's actually kept quiet kept quite quiet over this you know him and mattis you know kind of senior military people who were you know very much kept us safe and Millie of course and and you know how how are we now looking back at this and seeing that the serious people, again, comes back to what I was saying earlier, the serious people maintained the decorum, kept us safe. But the unserious people, the Dan Scavino, the you know the, the, the golf caddy, they ultimately will just do Trump's bidding. They're just yes people. They can't quite believe themselves that they're in, in that environment, that they're in that place. I mean, imagine being elevated to a role where your day job is working in the In the Oval Office or in the West Wing, I mean, these people must have been beside themselves.
2: And and
0: and they were. And in a second Trump term, none of those serious people will be there. Yeah, it's just all. It's going to be the whole circus is going to be in town. I mean, we might see Steve Bannon back there. Yeah, you know, Steve Bannon lasted seven months before he was fired, and the only reason why he was fired was because him and Jared Kushner hated each other. And Jared Kushner got him fired. And, and Ivanka. I mean, our, you know, he, he very well likely might be back. So, I mean, yeah, it's 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 um, it's a pretty scary prospect. Let's uh, talk about the, these
1: Hitler quotes. Now, it's it's been widely reported. Was it his ex-wife? Was it Ivana Trump that said that he kept a copy of Trump uh, of uh, Adolf Hitler speeches? next to his bed and he would read it in bed. Was she the one that leaked that story
0: years ago? I think, I think you're correct. It was yeah. either like in her book or it came out in the divorce. I don't remember the exact context, but right. I'm pretty sure that you are right. But I don't necessarily think that he, first of all, I think Stephen Miller is writing this stuff. Yeah. Okay, uh, Stephen Miller has always been, He his speeches are a collaborative effort. There's not one person that writes all of them and it's very opaque as far as who writes his stuff. Jason Miller's in there but Steve, you know when it when we come to this this the Nazi type lingo that comes straight from Stephen Miller I believe mm-hmm. you know and again I'm speculating I don't know I'm just going off basically tracking the 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 language that he uses and when he veers off onto these things and these things are written by the way they're not off the cuff remarks they're in the teleprompter speech right. so that also leads me, because I don't think Jason Miller really writes that kind of stuff. I think it's more Stephen's style. Um, and there's others around Trump who have their fingers in the speechwriting pie, too. But I, I think it's a very deliberate thing. It, it, it's an authoritarian movement. It's using authoritarian messaging. Whether they're consciously channeling Hitler or not, I don't. Well, of course, of
1: course, they're they They're consciously channeling they are. the it's language of word. fascism.
0: Right? It's it's word for
1: word. It's not like it's an accidental phrase here and there. And, you know, we at Midas Touch put together this this little um, uh, vignette that is doing the rounds, kind of red and white stripes showing what Hitler said and what Trump said. And the similarities are uncanny. And this is the point, isn't it? That That you can pretend all you like that he's not a Nazi and he's not a fascist and he's not you can you can you know the media wasn't even using the fascist word until very recently and it's only now actually that we're exposing this clarity because joe biden actually said yesterday or maybe this morning started to talk about trump using hitler's language in his speeches joe biden this is now starting to kind of come through into the mainstream those of us have been calling trump a fascist for years now and saying he is as bad as Hitler, and some people don't get that because they're like, well, Hitler, you know, murdered six million Jews. How is Trump as bad? If you were to count the knock-on effect of Donald Trump's negative policies on the world, millions of people have suffered, if not died, at the hands of Donald Trump. You know, you can you can draw that line back from from what's going on in the Middle East to the war in Ukraine and and everything else, airliner being shot down and all sorts of stuff. You know, he is terrible. And yet people still think that he is a good, good enough candidate for the Republican Party. In November next year. Yeah,
0: I I do think his attitudes is is very similar to Hitler. I mean, if you if you study Hitler well, I mean, you study both of them. The difference is that Hitler had very little checks on him. Yeah. I mean, Hitler had little constraints. Yeah. they're you know, they burn down the Reichstag, right? And so they he basically dissolves parliament and takes over and makes himself a dictator and you know, the president of, of Germany was what Hindenburg was like 88 years old. And, and I do I kind of draw that. I do think about that from time to time, which is, you know, maybe the only person who could have stopped Hitler at that time was 88 years old. Yeah. And here we have Joe Biden, you know, who's in the same situation. And so, yeah, I think that, you know, obviously they didn't have a strong constitution. They didn't have strong separation of powers. Their republic, the Weimar Republic was very young. You know, and we have a mature, strong checks and balances system. So I think that they are two similar people, but were placed into different situations where one had guardrails and the other didn't. But if those guardrails are knocked away, and I think Trump has been plotting how to do that for the last three years, who knows what's going to happen?
1: The other thing they didn't have back then was social media and this opportunity yep. for regular people to talk back. And, you know, what's good about that is that people can, you know, share their opinions. What's bad about it is that Trump supporters also have an equal voice and they will bat down some of these stories that are that are so completely dangerous and, and offensive. And, and Trump is now rewriting the narrative. He's saying that he won all 50 states and there was just election interference. So he is, you know, as his back is against the wall with, with, the, with the legal stuff, he is now ramping up the totalitarianism. Let's just hear this clip from the rally and and some of these kind of Hitler quotes.
2: Today especially in honor of our great veterans on Veterans Day we pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country that lie and steal and cheat on elections and will do anything possible. They'll do anything, whether legally or illegally, to destroy America and to destroy the American dream. The real threat is not from the radical right. The real threat is from the radical left. And it's growing every day, every single day. The threat from outside forces, is far less sinister, dangerous, and grave than the threat from within. Our threat is from within. Because if you have a capable, competent, smart, tough leader, Russia, China, North Korea, they're not going to want to play with us. And they didn't. Despite the hatred and anger of the radical-left lunatics who want to destroy our country, we will make America great again. Thank you, New Hampshire. God bless.
1: So let me just announce the the Hitler quotes. Hitler, I will get rid of the communist vermin. Trump, I will get rid of the communist vermin. Word for word, Ron. I will take care of the enemy within, said Hitler. Trump, I will take care of the threat from within. Hitler, Jews and, and migrants are poisoning Aryan blood. Trump, migrants are poisoning the blood of our country. And finally, Hitler, one people, one realm, one leader. Trump said one people, one family, one glorious nation. I mean, you know, the similarities are 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 too serious to ignore. And and the thing is, it's not going to go away. You know, it's not going to. It's it's not going to kind of be become dampened down. It's going to get worse. And we've seen these Nazi rallies in in your state. Uh,
0: we have never had an American president or former president talk like that. You know about other Americans. I mean, yeah. we had, you know, a little bit of that with Joseph McCarthy in the fifties, but even he, I mean, I've watched many of those hearings, um, the old McCarthy hearings, and he never went that far. And when he did go that, when he did go close, get close to that line, he was called out by his colleagues and ultimately ruined. Um, but, but Trump has gone way beyond McCarthyism, far beyond it. And, and again, I, I don't, as I listen to those lines again, I don't know for sure that Stephen Miller wrote those lines, but they sure as hell sound like Stephen Miller wrote those lines because yeah. <laughs> they have his fingerprints all over them. And and so the fact that they're in there and Trump approved that and read those lines, um, yeah, frightening prospect. It and really he enjoyed
1: is. saying them as well and, and trying sure. to make the point that you need a strong leader to deal with these other strong countries. The Fuhrer. Yeah. The Führer, yeah, yeah. it is. Um, okay, let's talk about uh, Fox, which has been. Um, we've got one clip that you posted, which is really interesting, of, of, of them trying to, uh, spin Trump's cognitive decline, because Trump has, accidentally said Obama on seven or eight occasions in the last couple of weeks, and and this, the way that this guy who who is this guy? It's it's um is it Brian Kilmeade?
0: Kilmeade, yeah,
1: yeah. He the way he tries to cover that is with one of it's such a blatantly awful argument that even the other hosts are like yeah good one let's let's take a look
3: you can't compare
2: yourself to joe biden there's no way and donald trump keeps saying that because he believes obama's pulling the strings I talked to him off camera about that. I talked to him on radio about that. I said, well, and I corrected him on the radio interview, please go back and listen. Yeah. I said, you mean Joe Biden? He goes, no, Joe Biden, he's convinced Barack Obama's running the country. That's why he says it. He wants you to think
4: that. Oh, Brian, come on. And he thinks that's come his on. Advantage. That's, I, I, that's good. That's good. You should be, you should be his managers. Can't say manager, campaign manager. That's a really good spin on that. No, that's a good spin on that. I'm going to jump in, the, guys. The bottom I'm gonna, line, the bottom line is... D-
0: more protection of the Fuhrer. I, you know, I laughed when I saw that clip because I was waiting for somebody to make that argument because it is it is a very popular conspiracy theory on the right, you know, that Barack Obama is really in charge, et cetera, et cetera. But there's two things where Kilmeade is full of shit on that. And so, so by the way, uh, because I listen to, and Asin and I watch all... Trump speeches. Yeah. We sort of take turns. We listen to everything. And so we're we're both very familiar with when he claimed, you know, when he mentions slips up. And if he if he was really talking about um this that that he was really referencing, oh Obama's really in charge. Number one, he would have said that he never, never once has he ever in a speech. Now, Kilmeade claims he said it to him in a radio interview. I'd have to listen to Kilmeade leading the witness like he usually yeah. does. Yeah, I have never once heard Trump in any interview or rally speech say, you know, Obama is really pulling the strings and running the government. I've heard other right wingers like Kilmeade say that, but I've never heard Trump make that argument. So that's number one. And number two, um, you know, he 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 is not he is not claiming when he gave those speeches, he is was clearly not talking about someone else. He was mixing up the people yeah. because he, he hasn't just done it with Obama. He's done it with Hillary and other people as well. So, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's a complete lie and spin of what Kilmeade is doing right there. And, and I think a point that's really
1: important to make, because, you know, I'm trying my hardest at the moment to make it clear to people that, you know, Joe Biden might be old, but the schedule is so grueling as president, especially with all these international flights and time zone changes. And, you know, he can go to bed, but if there's an issue that he needs to deal with, they will wake him up. And not to mention that people in their 80s probably don't sleep very well anyway. You know, we know he wears a CPAP machine. But the, the point is that, you know, when you're, when you're older, you do kind of slowly fall apart doesn't change your cognitive ability or your ability to make big decisions about policy. But it might mean that you will slip up in terms of language or walk in the wrong direction or something. And it doesn't matter. It's not bad enough that it's going to change the course of the country. And so, therefore, you can't compare Joe Biden being being 80 and, you know, not getting enough sleep to somebody who is quoting Hitler and is being uh, aggressive and wanting to bring back the Muslim ban. I mean, two completely different candidates, and and that's what's so frustrating when you hear people go, "Oh well, you know, he's old," and he and it's like, no, that, it, it's not about age. It's choose
0: dictator or choose democracy. Pick one. And look, if this was Trump's only gaffe, was mixing up Obama and Biden. Yeah. That'd be one thing. But right. it's just one example of hundreds of slip ups that he's made yeah. in the last month. This yeah. is not an isolated incident. So to single out this one thing and go, oh, well, he really believes this. Well, what about all the other things like, you know, Hungary is on the border of Russia and on right, all yeah. these other things? Yeah. I mean, it, Trump is clearly slipping. There's there's no question about it for Killmead to deny that. And by the way, Kilmeade is a DeSantis supporter for him to be covering for Trump here. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. And and just
1: finally, because we have to finish in a second, but I I just want to make the point that Rona McDaniel, who's, of course, chair of the RNC, she is covering for the fascism by denying, saying, oh, well, like, you know, it's nothing to do with me. It's like you're chair of the RNC. Like, you have to take some responsibility for your candidate. Here's a quick clip.
4: RNC, which is a yeah. turnout machine, right? We're not the messengers. We don't create the messages for the campaigns. Those are the consultants who get very, very well-paid. Well, one of the things, they... Orana, oh, that happened was, uh, I think, in Virginia, people were wondering where the money was, whether they were gonna get some help from the RNC and I, I know it, at one point you said that that you were not asked for money in Virginia, but a source a Republican source familiar with the Youngkin team in Virginia told the angle late tonight that that is false, and well, there, just... meaning your story keeps changing. Anyone who thinks Virginia Republicans wouldn't want to help when we knew we'd be outspent isn't being serious. you know Rona, well, they were Laura, outspent by eight this. million dollars. Glenn Youngkin and, and it did a phenomenal job, and he raised a lot of money. A lot of people don't understand fundraising. I can't raise state dollars. I don't get unlimited convention and and state dollars. Uh, And these were state House and state Senate races. The RNC is a federal committee. So, I mean, come on. Can you just... These are people who come after me all the time. They're on Twitter. They're all the time. And let's see their results. What did they do in Virginia? How much money did they give? But let me stand by something else. In 2022, we we took back the House. And the RNC is part of that. We're building the road. And we're launching Bank Your Vote. We've got to All do that. Right, We've we got to roll, to but early. thank you for joining us tonight. We have a lot more to get to. Next.
1: I love the fact that she was trying to get rid of her. I mean, you know, this is the point that I'm making, is that, you know, when when everything goes bad, people like Rona McDaniel have to be held responsible. Her candidate is Donald Trump, despite January 6th, despite stolen documents, despite trying to overturn the election, the insurrection, and everything else that he's up in front of judges and juries for she is sticking by her candidate
0: and covering for him and i find it completely offensive republicans have been you know calling for her head for years but especially after the midterms and now even more so after these last elections last week and so if if donald trump wasn't backing her she would be gone already and yeah. and the only reason why trump continues to back her is because she lets Trump rob the piggy bank. She lets Trump siphon off so much money um with joint fundraisers between the RNC and, and his PACs that he's just he's just it's in his interest financially to continue to prop her up. And she knows that he's the only one who can save her, so she won't go after him. So it's it's a toxic marriage. Yeah, it suits that it, it suits everybody, fail, you know. Interesting.
1: Okay, listen, we have to finish, but I am thrilled to talk to you again. Uh, for those who want to re-watch us, as soon as we've finished, you can go back to the beginning. If you missed the beginning, you can catch it all again. And tonight, the audio podcast drops as well, wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to visit MidasTouch.com for all the latest news, stories dropping throughout the day, thanks to Ron and his team. Uh, Ron Philipkowski, thank you. See you next week.
0: You got it.